Welcome to Game Night Therapy Adventures. I'm Matt, your Dungeon Master to be for this 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. In this, our zero episode, we are going to be doing some world building where I lay out my ideas for the scenario and what world we will be playing in. And the players, Michael and AJ, describe their characters a bit for me and you, the listener, so you get a feel for what to expect out of them. I have yet to come up with a name for my overall campaign, so for now we're just going to refer to it as Matt's Original Scenario of D&D. We'll be releasing episodes every other week of our adventures, and if you're enjoying it and want to follow along, don't forget to subscribe, and make sure you tell your friends so they can join our fun adventures as well. And thanks again for listening to this episode zero of Game Night Therapy Adventures. Now on with the show. the beginning of our story the beginning so uh welcome to game night therapy adventures uh this is our uh this is episode zero i guess our world building episode one we have to throw away oh we're definitely yeah. throwing this we're away. either throwing it away or hoarding it until we forget that it's bad and release it by accident yeah. Maybe maybe someone actually accidentally says, "Oh, that's not bad," and yeah. then we're like, "Really?" And like maybe no we maybe we it. drink too much, and Michael gets a big hit. He's like, "No, we're putting it out," and then it's uploaded, and we're like, "Fuck." Oh, by the way, this is a not safe for work podcast. Um, I mean, you should have said that first, and then the F word. Yeah, I mean, ass. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I am ass. Okay, so I am Matt Nelson, your uh, dungeon master for this D&D campaign we're going to be running. I am Michael Wolf. I'm a player in this fake game. I'm AJ Ross. I'm also a player in this real game that we call D&D. I'm new, so I don't know if it really <laughs> is fun or not. I'm not new, and I don't think it's fun. <laughs> I mean, we got a point. We should probably talk about it. Michael has had... Very two, two games. Yeah, when One he says di- game, we he's talking two nights yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons experience. The one didn't really count. We threw a woman out a window. I mean, it a was... dead woman. They did, be, and it disturbed me as the DM that they were so gung ho about what they had done. I was just going with everyone. I in mean, the room. defenestration is hilarious, but when you think about it too long, it starts to get disturbing. So. <laughs> I guess I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since third grade, no fourth grade. Um, mine AJ's longtime friend Aaron introduced me at school. We played on the playground uh, back then, where I was playing advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And what's advanced about it? I mean, it was far superior to the original Dungeons Thaco. and Dragons. Oh, yeah, back when there was a thing called Thacko to hit armor class zero. And it was so annoying. You actually had to like subtract numbers to try to figure out what you had to hit instead of just you know roll and add a one or two. So that's not the stuff that you put it. on a house. Stucco. Stucco. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I keep leaning forward into my mic. I don't think I need to do that. No, stop. I no, don't think you, you don't. do. Either. I do. Um. So AJ started playing D and D with us in high school. 
freshman year. Freshman year. It was not D and D when I started. Right, the we very played, first role playing game. Homebrew DBZ. Yeah, we we actually created our own Dragon Ball Z role playing game. Please tell me someone was Trunks. AJ. No. No, you were Goten. Go ben was yeah, Trunks. Ben was Trunks. I was Goku, of course. We eventually uh, fusion. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go tanks, baby. Go tanks. Um. Yeah, we, we homebrewed the crap out of that. We we had sheets made up in Excel, went to Kinko's and had, you know, sheet custom sheets printed up and everything. So that was AJ's first experience with tabletop role playing. And then it was sophomore year we jumped to or D&D, right? Uh, I'm not sure. We played DBZ for probably a full year. That was year. ranking. I'm so into this. <laughs> and then that was right when third edition Dungeons & Dragons came out which was far superior to Advanced Thunder Dragons with how the game worked, how balanced it was and everything. We played that for so long. I mean, through college. Played while you were away at college. When you came back from college, we kept playing. Yeah. And then it's been several years since we've had a regular campaign going, and we miss it a lot. And since then, 5th edition, well, we played 4th edition a bit. It was all right. Um, but fifth edition came out and we looked into it and it's it's a lot more balanced and it's got a feel that we like it's a lot like third edition was but everything is thought out better and all the wrinkles are ironed out so we're talking about michael was interested so we uh conned him into joining us i think our listeners fast forward to your talking they better not, because that's all this game is, is us talking, remember? Oh. Occasionally rolling some Wait, dice. Waiting, rolling waiting these dice. Right here, these dice. Well, they're waiting to get to AJ and I talking, so. Oh, you think that? Maybe. Nobody wants to hear you. That's, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's fair. So, all right. I guess, um, so the world we're going to be playing in is my own homebrew world. We're going to be using Dungeons & Dragons rules, um, like I said, 5th edition. The world is called Talorelalian. That's way too hard to say. Yes, it is. Don't worry. The world name will not be used that often. It's spelled T-A-L-O-R-A-L-I-A-N. I stopped listening. I so know you everyone did. else. Yeah, it's fine. Talorian. Did you sound that out when you... When Talorelalian. You <laughs> t- t- oh, shit. I'm going to call it. Trademark. <laughs> um, more importantly, starting out, um, the kingdom that scenario is going to be in is the kingdom of Rassica. Oh, that's a, that's a point I need to write down. Yeah, you should know that since that's where your characters are going to be materializing at the beginning of this game. How big is said kingdom? Uh, it's an island kingdom roughly about 200 miles east-west, 200 miles north-south. Um, it's located in in the Sea of Ta- or Tatiana. Sea of Tatiana. That sounds like a character from something. I'm sure. It's also an actress's name. Um, Wait, so does the sea encompass everything? Is it like a big island? or? Yeah. I, I'm, oh, okay. Raska is, for the most part, a massive island, you know, slightly bigger than the state of Ohio, um, with a few smaller islands off the coast of it that are part of the Raskin kingdom. But then there's probably anywhere from 100 to 300 miles of sea before in any direction until you hit another land mass tight so basically from there like it's a standard you know fantasy world orcs goblins dragons humans elves dwarves gnomes dragonborn tieflings like all the stuff that's in D fifth edition and available um 
So other than that, like, I don't want to give too much of the world away because you guys are going to be exploring it and finding out about it. Um, so why don't you guys talk about your characters? Michael. Uh, all right, I'll go first. <clears throat> I pretty much didn't even think about this at all until three minutes ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so He's had a shit ton of time to think about it, mind whole you. A whole bunch of time. But, you know, life uh, gives you lemons and then you make, uh, you make uh, you know, some sort of lemon drink. So, so here we go. With all the pulp still in it, and you didn't brine it, so it's nasty and gross, and you forgot the sugar. Yeah. Because you've rushed. Well, that's what happens. Anyway. Oh, if you heard that, there's a ghost in his house. <laughs> Actually, it's a whiny dog. Sad, he won't come, can't come in the basement. All right. So my character is a bard. He is dragonborn, eight foot tall. Wait. So a big. Eight foot tall, scary looking dragon man uh-huh. is uh-huh. a bard. <laughs> is a bard, yeah, yeah. So interesting it, it, choice. Well, you know, it's just it's usually they're is. like fighters or paladins well, and you know, clerics. You know, I went for the for the sappy route. You know, so he, <laughs> he so he grew up in his little group, which I haven't named, but we'll come up with one. And, Clan, you mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> He didn't want to be a warrior like his dad told him he needed to be, because apparently when they grow up, they have to be warriors. And that's mm-hmm. not him. He saw a band of bards in the forest who were also hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, he really enjoyed it. They invited him in and whatnot. It was great. And uh, he learned bard traits from a gentleman named Merriweather. And uh, so after he learned to become a bard, he adopted the name Merriweather. So that's his name. Okay. <laughs> so Is that with a Y? That's M-E-R-I. Oh, see, I still spell that wrong. W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Merriweather the Dragonborn Bard. <laughs> yes. This and, is the most uh, ridiculous character I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> he identifies, to be fair, you haven't said yours yet. <laughs> he, he identifies <laughs> with humans, so... One of his traits is when he approaches a human, which are obviously terrified of this eight-foot dragon thing that's trying to talk to him, <laughs> he announces himself as, Hello, my name is Merriweather. I'm a bard and a human. And, and usually, that's about as far as that whole conversation goes. <laughs> He's usually wearing crazy outfits like a hat, or fake glasses. Wait, so that wait, he, when wait, you say wait, crazy outfits and then hat? say hat, I expect hat? more description of a hat to justify crazy With things. a propeller on it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just He doesn't understand. Does he wear umbrella hats like he, Bill Murray? He can. All all right. he, he doesn't understand <laughs> humans, but he wants or to Bill be Nye, one. A Bill so, Nye, a Bill guy. So he's basically like a wizard in the Harry Potter universe trying to dress up as a muggle? Yeah, see? There you go. Ooh, yeah. I see you too enjoy ecotricity. <laughs> well, that's so... <laughs> so he's just trying to be himself, you know? He wants to be a bard. Okay, so... And that's going to be interesting. So I'm a take. I'm going to take it that his clan was pretty reclusive to not understand that Dragonborn are not super common, but also not rare. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when they run from your characters, not because he's Dragonborn, it's because he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's also telling people. I mean, he's also telling people, "I'm a human." So they start to wonder: Is he wearing Dragonborn skin coat? <laughs> if so, I should run from the serial killer. So if you put on a dragon skin, do you still have to lotion it? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to. The inside. The you have to lotion the inside right. so the Can scales don't fall off the hide. Thing? Oh, it'd be horrible. I mean, they make dragon hide things. No, I just don't no know thanks. if you actually skin a dragon can if if you lotion the skin I mean, or it gets the hose, Do dragonborns or... have natural armor? That's probably a question for the player's handbook. Yeah, or no. the DM. And I don't know. <laughs> well, good job, experienced DM. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Dragonborn are relatively new races. As AJ dives into the player's handbook. <laughs> so, your bard, who didn't want to be a fighter. Yeah, it's not a fighter. Okay, so he's going to run from fights? No, Hell no, but he's, he's, but he's not going to just willy-nilly just fight everything. Okay, so he doesn't just see things as physical challenges no that way. need to be overcome, like no, a typical fighter or dragonborn. No, nope, usually he's really excited to be involved with the human race, and he just wants to just love everything. So, Dragon cannot in my book. Oh, that's right, they're in a expanded version. But they are a fifth edition race. Oh man, I had a question about that then. You won't be able to answer it. What? Does he have claws? Like yeah. okay. Does that like give me a bonus if I use claws to attack? Because it doesn't say anywhere. Um it would be counted as an unarmed strike and they'd probably do like one D four damage. Mm-hmm. Because Dragonborn, while I mean, they're not like you remember, they are humanoid enough that they can wield weapons and use articulated tools like you know they could sit here and write with a simple pen or something so their claws while you know are relatively sharp they're not so massive or you know pointy that they can't handle normal tool use so in okay, doing so, so like... you're not wielding like a short sword on your hands yeah <laughs> i wish dragonborn aren't in any of the three players handbooks oh man i picked a race no one knows this is great well <laughs> my homebrew world they're in there <laughs> what wonderful deal with it <laughs> great <laughs> yeah so anyway i don't have like a hashtag super back <laughs> hashtag only good thing to come out of fourth edition huh. there you go so i don't have like, i'm just kidding i love you wizards story. sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they will after that wonderful round of applause you just gave them with the you know uh so anyway I've never heard of a Dragonborn Bard until you brought it up, so well, we're going to roll with well, it. Perfect. I'm sure um, his story will morph as we play. <laughs> so, Merryweather, his um, you know, tutor, who developed Merryweather, the Dragonborn Bard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what race was he? Uh, he was uh, he was human. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's where he got his affinity <laughs> for humans. Yeah, yeah, he was human, and when Merriweather showed up to the town, I'm adding this right now. It's uh, it's canon. So <laughs> Merriweather showed up, and uh, obviously Dragonborn don't usually see humans, but he was so nice, and he identified himself as human and a bard, and he was here to you know thank everyone and 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 give them entertainment and whatnot. And that's when Merriweather, which he doesn't have a name. I don't know what his real name is, the dragon, <laughs> uh, saw we'll, him. We'll flush that out and, in the future. Uh, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> and uh, 
that's when he actually saw Meriwether first. Okay, so basically so, he saw this guy. He saw a human. Being a human who is incredibly charming and energetic yeah. and being received well by other people. Yes. And so he assumed that to be that kind of outgoing person, you have to be a human yes. and a bard kind of thing. Yes. Because, because in his village, all the males are just big, strong, I'm going to punch you in the face to show my dominance kind yes. of people. Yes, and this is the first human he had ever seen. And when he saw him, he said, hi, I'm a human. So that's what he thinks he needs to do all the time. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> so that was, he thinks that's the standard greeting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. All right, so that's my character in a nutshell, and, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll change. Uh, what color scales is he? Your dragon boy. Because that determines his breath weapon. Oh, he's gold. Okay. He's gold. He shoots a fire cone. So shiny. <laughs> yes, he shoots fire cone. So. All right. So, AJ. How Sorry, weird is your... stuck in my head yeah. now. Good. Moana's the great movie. Uh, so, how weird is your character compared to that? Uh, not weird at all, actually. That's um, super surprising with AJ's playing that's history. That's messed up, man. So my character's name is Baldon Borskier. Oh, shit. Spell he that. Borskier. <laughs> he is a halfling. Hello, Borskier. Um, he's uh, about 75 years old. He's three feet tall. Uh, he spent uh, most of his adult life in the military in uh, Rassica. Um, however, team team. Him. 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 Him do it. Him um, do it all the time. <laughs> him and his uh, unit were captured by Drow and taken into the Underdark, and he was tortured there. Uh, no bueno. Military didn't send anyone to rescue poor Falden and his guard. So Ouch. he, uh, when he eventually escaped by uh, pickpocketing a goblin, he abandoned the military and. Uh, moved out of the city, and lived in the forest by himself for over ten years. He became rather reclusive in this time. He didn't trust or go around anyone, ever. And eventually, he saw some uh, some drow, and he followed them to a opening into the Underdark. He was planning some revenge-type, you know, like, ripping drow skin off and wearing it around type of I mean, yeah. next-level stuff. Uh, when he saw that they had kidnapped a child, uh, so he went after them. He uh, managed to get the child away from them and took the child back into the city. Um, being seen as a hero, bringing this child back kind of started to bring him back into society a little bit, even though he's still rather hesitant to be around anyone. Um, so after that, he uh, rather than rejoining the military, he took his, uh, you know, military training and his newly developed like ranger type abilities and has been working as a for hire soldier protecting wealthy people in the city um eventually and i kind of wrote my the end of my uh, background into actually meeting and being with um meriwether mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to call you that with a straight face i'm sorry just call um, him mary Mary. Call me Mary. It's better. I mean, it's Mary the dragon. Hey, they're hobbits. Mary. Um, so I, I wrote good. my my background all the way up to this, and uh, so in my background here, I, I have that I was hired by Meriwether to be his guard, going around tavern to tavern, um, and eventually, after so long of working together, just now, am you know partnered with Meriwether to 
just, you know, do whatever we're going to be doing throughout the scenario, whether that's, you know, crime fighting like superheroes or robbing small orphanages. Or and that's, I mean, and that's just, people. I mean, Meriwether understands that even though he's dragonborn, he wants to be a human. Still not particularly liked because he's terrifying. So right. that's why so, he ended up hiring. hiring right, you, and he hired probably was, the worst person in the world because pretty much any time I'm around crowds, I start to panic. I'm like, you probably have social anxiety issues. Uh, a lot because I spent so long by myself <laughs> and I had so much trust issues that drove me to that. Like, I I don't like crowds, so right. I'm going with Meriwether now when he is being a bard and ends. To try and help. <laughs> Being a human liaison, even though you're social anxiety filled halfling. Right, so. Um, we really made good choices, Aaron. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> a final thing that has been agreed upon between me and Matt for my character is that due to my extreme social anxiety while I was out living in the forests, um, I, I found a poisonous frog that now is basically my pet. Um, oh, man, that's cool. And I, I found that when I lick said frog, God. it gives me euphoric, alcohol, drunk type effects. Uh, toad licking all night. And uh, I, I've actually developed kind of like a dependency. So whenever I'm in a stressful social situation, I, have to, roll, I have to roll a check to, to see if I pull out my frog and lick it. <laughs> And if he fails said check yeah, and licks it, check, there is a chart of things that can happen called Toad Lick in Trouble, <laughs> which still sounds like a Mario level. I'm pr- rather proud that it did come out sounding like a Mario level. Level three two Toad Lick in <laughs> Toad Lick in Trouble. So <laughs> World three two. <laughs> uh, so there there is a, a, a myriad of effects that can that can occur as I I lick my toad. <laughs> sounding awesome so awesome. we've also discussed that basically like it, the most common times he will be licking the toad or when he has the time to like react like if you guys get ambushed or something there's not gonna be any time for him to pull out the toad and lick it you know during the enemy surprise <laughs> round or anything but that actually causes more problems because anytime he's supposed to be doing his job of being, you know, your bodyguard and interpreter, for better lack of better word, he he might start getting stressed out if the pub you're playing in gets too full, and he might lick the toad. And to give you an idea of some of the effects, I I have I came up with a chart of ten effects, uh, based on a roll of a d10, and some of the effects that he would go through for one d four rounds, are um. You know, something similar, like, cannot be intimidated because, you know, he's got that stupid amount of confidence on that high he's riding, which might not come into play or might cause him to do something dumb and not back down in the right situation. And But he also might, you know, have to make a wisdom saving throw to do anything because he's gone, like, comatose or he's just started giggling uncontrollably and can't do anything at all. So, and then, you know, there's like, he might just up and run away because he thinks he saw something terrifying. (laughs) 1d4 rounds. Yeah. (laughs) And we figured it out. He can run 50 feet around. So if he rolls a d4 and hits a four, he can make some headway before he comes out of that effect. 
And then, you know, on a roll of an eight, I just control his character and to represent the loss of self to the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I might just give him like a weird accent and make him like I might have that guy being a reoccurring character. If you keep rolling the D8. <laughs> He's literally oh, going bipolar at that point. Um, OK, <laughs> so 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 beyond that. Um, so my cl- my character is a ranger. Um, and he is a halfling. Um, so the nice thing about that is, is that halflings are able to hide in plain sight so long as they're battling a creature that is larger than they are, which, which is essentially everything. <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, uh, again, ha- halflings have a natural ability. They can re-roll a natural one. Yeah, that's such a great ability. Um, and then some of the basic ranger things that, uh, were at level one, um, Sorry, I don't have a book open. I do have a book open. He lies. Um, so there's an ability called uh, Natural Explorer that gives you advantage on wisdom and intellect checks concerning a chosen terrain. So my terrain is forests because of uh, background. And then... Because um, of reasons. There is the another thing that you start with called Favored Enemy. Um, and you basically just select a chosen type of, uh, enemy. Um, so there's a whole big freaking list of them, uh, in the book. Um, and I chose dragons. And the reason for that is along with anything else, you get advantage on wisdom checks to track your favorite enemy, as well as intelligence checks to recall information about them. You also are able to speak a language that they speak. Oh, we're going to have a secret so, language. I chose that because Michael was choosing a dragonkin. So it gives me the ability to find him if uh, he is missing, and it also allows me to speak dragon with him. Oh, secret language. Which I thought was awesome because it's probably the most like co-op use of a skill that I've seen in all my years of D&D because usually we're like, no, fuck you, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a nice ability, but uh, honestly, like the chance of me needing to track one of these other things, like a celestial or monstrosity or ooze or plant, really <laughs> seemed uh, yeah, limited. I mean... And the chance of it actually benefiting in some way, like to our game, seemed a much much better chance. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. So that's it as far as uh, the beginning there. My character is going to be using a rapier and a small crossbow. What weapons are you using, Michael? I forgot to go over that. Yes, you did. It's all good. <laughs> uh, he has a long sword. Uh, he also carries a flute. And... Uh, a flautus. Merryweather, <laughs> the dragonborn flautus. <laughs> um, just gotta say... I would love some fan art. Well, it's um, gonna be it's gonna be pretty saying. magical. You know, it's gonna be magical. It might take years before anybody listens to this, but some fan art for Merryweather the Dragonborn Flautus would be so good. Um, I I don't know if we wanted to have this included in our uh, starting stuff or not. Do you want us to have some sort of armor to start with, or do you want to give us money to buy? Maybe? I mean, like. What? Like this said, it started me with scale mail, but I don't have any idea. Yeah, mine says a leather armor and a dagger. 
I mean, I know for a bard, that's probably the best you're going to get. Okay. Like, that'll fit your ability modifiers and everything. Okay. okay. Um, scale mail, I mean, if you want to go look through and make sure that doesn't hinder your movement or anything. I'm going to say, if you're comfortable with that, scale mail is probably, again, the highest art AC you're going to gain for your character at this level without having magical items and stuff like that. So, I mean, if your guys are comfortable with that, I'm good with that. Yes. So, on that note, what does that, like, bring your guys' like, AC to? Well, so, what am I doing? <laughs> so your I'm... AC, what is it? Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, blank. Oh my god! <laughs> cool. Le- leather. Yeah. I have leather armor. We've been armor. we've been planning. Leather leather armor is eleven plus your dex modifier. We've been Thanks, planning man. this podcast. Hold on for two months. It's cool. Eleven. It's eleven. It's been on the calendar. Eleven for no, two no, no. months. Plus your dex oh. 11 two months. Plus dex modifier. It's fourteen, son. Fourteen, Fuck son. Yeah. My my AC is uh, sixteen, which is. Studded leather armor, which has an AC of twelve, plus my dexterity modifier, which is four. We got some dexterous mofos in this part. A ranger who is also a very stealthy ass halfling. I will say, as a halfling, my strength is eleven. I mean, that's that's impressive for your proportionate height. My <laughs> intelligence is only twelve. Outrageous. <laughs> What's your wisdom, though? Uh, sixteen. Yeah, be casting those spells in a couple levels. Noise. 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 Michael. Oh, and I have 11 hit points. What are your stats besides your 16 decks? Uh, 11 strength. Hold up. Time. Let's all sink in that the halfling and the dragonborn have the exact same strength. <laughs> 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 the flautist and the ranger oh, well. have the same strength. Well, okay. there it is. <laughs> Just, you know, let that imagery settle in. <laughs> I see it. It looks intimidating. <laughs> it looks. It just looks crazy. A scrawny there. dragonborn and a ripped halfling. <laughs> so what was I saying? So what are your hit points and AC, Michael? My hit points are nine. <laughs> nah, a solid yeah. number for a level yeah. one bard. AC is fourteen. And uh, yeah, is that what you needed? I mean, what's your proficiency bonus? Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's two. <laughs> How many hit points do you start with, AJ? Uh, I have 11. 11. Significantly better. Just saying. Not really. Not it's, really, no. I mean... It's, it's the same. In the, both are D8 uh, hit die. Yeah. I just have a three constitution modifier. Hey, do we all speed 30? No. No, he's yeah. speed twenty five because oh, he's okay. three feet tall. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, that's my. That's all the funny spirit. thing is, you have to go up like serious size levels to actually make it past thirty. Oh, okay. And the reasoning is, the bigger you are, doesn't mean necessarily you're at. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, dexterous, I guess. Yeah, and so yeah, you're big, but you don't move that fast because you're moving a huge amount of body. So anyway, so Meriwether, the dragonborn bard, well. and his stout bodyguard, <laughs> Falden Bjorskin. Skier. Bjorskir. Bjorskir. Russian. Bjorskir. Bjorskir. Falden. 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 
Falden. Falden. Merriweather. Yeah. Not Faldon. Yeah. Faldon. Faldon. <laughs> Though if you say that, I'm fine. <laughs> my friend, Faldon. Oh my god, that's my character's thing. It's now Faldon. Faldon. Look, with calm down. It's Faldon. Yes, Faldon, as I said. <laughs> I said. How was my performance tonight, Faldon? <laughs> Not to mention, I have to crouch, pretty much lay down to talk to you to get in your face. <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna hear from Matt. Lick the toad. <laughs> okay. Or even better, you just hear a die rolling. You lick the toad. You lick the toad, <laughs> and <laughs> I get to make that roll, right? To to see if I resist the urge to lick. Yeah. Okay. What, I... Do we know what the the is it going to be a D20? Is it going to be a D100? It'll probably be a straight up fail or succeed D20. Like, yeah. Like higher than 10, I I succeed, and lower than 10, I fail? Yeah. Man, that's a 50-50 chance, Matt. Yeah. I, no modifiers? Well, I'll <laughs> skew it based on what's pushing you towards All right, it. that's fair. Like, so it's going to be just a difficulty check with yeah. no modifier. Yeah. Okay. Fine, just, bad. you know. DC 30. Fuck. <laughs> 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 the only modifier is your own demons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll that's determine fair. how strong they are at the moment. That's fair. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, that's good. Uh, that's good. So, is there anything else we want to go over before we call this world-building episode zero done? I'm going to say no, and we'll wrap it up. Um, again... Game Night Therapy Adventures, our goal is to release uh, every two weeks. Uh, we haven't picked a date yet, or a day of the week yet, but we will by the time we release. Um, we're going to bank a few before we drop any. Um, but you won't know that because you're listening to this now, which means they're already starting to come out. So right. You'd have no idea. Hello, future. So by the time you hear this, we'll have already picked a day and had some banked, and you should expect regular episodes. 4D stuff that I don't understand. And if that bent your mind, deal with it. I okay. mean, just wait until I put Hello these guys through the hell. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Hashtag doopity do. Hashtag I doubt this will make it in the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. Welcome to Game Night Therapy Adventures. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>